no shoulders. It's like Mr. Bojangles. Well, maybe the bow can jangle Mr. if it Bo swings low. <laughs> hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where Jim Davis is about to appear for the last time. Raise a glass. Raise a glass. That's sad. It is. I know. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Josh here. Just <laughs> very emotional. And I'm Melanie. It's so somber tonight. It is. It is. But it's a, it's a, it's a somber because we know he's not coming back. But it's actually a really good episode, I think. So it was a great. It's, a, it's a going out on a high note. And interesting that it's called New Beginnings because it is a new beginning chapter in the series. It really yeah. is. I was thinking how apt that really was, and I don't think they probably even realized it at the time. And or maybe they kind of did, but the viewers didn't. Maybe, maybe, yeah. A little tidbit it also shares a title with an episode of knots landing that was also called new beginnings from 1982 yeah yeah yeah. Hmm. in which larry hagman and patrick duffy both appeared oh i remember that one and there they come to the cool and i think mm -hmm. eric farlow was in that episode as well oh if that's, the, if that's the one i'm thinking of but well cool. okay <sighs> So, anything, uh, any housekeeping before we dive in? Um, I know Mitch Pileggi had a birthday yesterday. I'll be just precious. He's had four roles in Dallas, or four, he's appeared as four different, different times. He appeared in a barbecue back in 1983 as an extra. I think it was 83. He appeared in a scene at Billy Bob's. <laughs> yes. Oh, right. har har harassing somebody. We won't. I don't want to spoil anything. That was also in 1983. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he played a character named Morrissey. I don't don't want to go into details. And mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. he played Harris Ryland in the continuation. Which we missed. Yep. Still pissed about that. Yep. Though, those were good times. The mm -hmm. continuation and just the. The camaraderie that developed among cast and extras and the people in Dallas and just the watch parties and just, you know, a lot of things that were. Has anybody else heard anything about, the, like, the putting the stuff on HBO Max? Anything new? Okay. Just make sure nothing new there. But on the Facebook, uh, South Fork said, if you're in Dallas this summer, don't forget to make your reservations. Come on by. Take a tour. Book an overnight. So South Fork... Business as usual. Uh, Through the summer. Business as usual until told otherwise. Right. Because right. no, nobody knows what's going to happen and nothing is final until something is final. So, exactly. So, so send, for send, send, send your letters, do, you know, push to make it a historic landmark. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. Just go down, go, down, go down swinging if, if it's going to. But if I could buy it, I would. <laughs> The one, the one person that came to mind to me to buy it is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, who's also one of the hosts of Shark Tank. He's he a multi-billionaire. Mm -hmm. Added to his portfolio. If you look at his portfolio online, he is owns, he on Twitter? Yes, he's Maybe on we every. We should tweet I'm at on, him. We should. I'm on his, I've, already, I've I've tweeted at him already. Yeah, 
I, I just say throw all the spaghetti at the wall while you can. And if, if it doesn't work out, you'll, everyone will sleep better knowing that they tried. Right. That's right. what we said about Save Dallas and it didn't work. And that's I know. I know. Well, and the, that was, that was a huge the, the, ra- the ranch is over 50 years old, so it is meets that qualification for historic landmark. So, And it really, look, if you think about Dallas, I mean, it, it, for publicity for the city, it really did a lot of good, I would say. No shit. But if you, anyone out there has thoughts or ideas on what to send do. Send them. You send them. We send can them, reset. post right, them. Right, We can, yeah. We can have, we can have an online discussion. For sure. Yes. And uh, let's, awesome. let's get into it. All right. Tonight, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 21, which is Episode 75 of the series, New Beginnings. I'm simply saying that I cannot deliver Ewing oil right now. Jeremy, I am sorry. Not as sorry as you're going to be. Clint doesn't suspect it, but I've known he was having an affair. It's only lately I've realized the affair was with you. I'm filing against you, Ellen. Well, the breakup of a marriage is hardly a reason to celebrate. A man, alone next to his future wife is certainly a reason to celebrate. I want to see the end of Ewing Oil. And if J.R. Ewing goes to jail, so much the better. Final three episodes of the season. Yes, final three. It was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired April 10th, 1981. It's my daddy's birthday. And 16 days later, Jim Davis would pass away. Oh, gosh. So he probably saw this episode. He probably saw his last episode. And I know that the writers were writing up scripts to give him to read of where his character would go in after this uh-huh. season, just to you know uh-huh. give him outlines and hope and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I would love to read those. I wonder if those exist anywhere. Yeah, and like, yeah. It was... I, it was very obvious when they were putting him in the limo that um, it was dubbed like he wasn't speaking. Yeah. Or in his I, thought face, was, really I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and I, or or not prob or maybe not speaking loudly or you know whatever. Well, because it sounds like they they had him come in and do looping, record, yeah. like which mm-hmm. is ADR. Like, yeah, maybe he yeah. he couldn't you know speak that loudly or he just got weak and yeah. His face was swollen. It was really like, swollen. It was very, like, fluid. But when we get to that part, I have to say something about... You know, when I, when I think back on these episodes and Jim, I always had this image in my... Like, retroactive image in my head of him never standing, always being seated, and this and that, and just... But I have to say that watching it now, he did a lot better than I remember him doing yeah no i agree he was actually standing more than i i remember he stands and but it's very limited so you can tell that like or he'll lean he'll he'll, st- he'll be standing or he'll lean against something or he has one movement like sitting to standing and that's it right and like when he walked out of sometimes the, he'll throw his leg up on a chair <laughs> right or when he walked out when he stormed out of the uh the dining room and steve Canale had to go get up and follow him out it was obvious that, that he was guiding him off set because he was having yeah. yeah not stable yeah but I think that he 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 nailed it oh yeah mm-hmm. in his he did and, so uh, good 
for I can you know because I can only imagine how awful he was feeling during this whole thing, and he nailed it. And that, yeah, that and was literally the, the end. Yeah, that was like the, literally the yeah. end almost. This so was like, filmed like what the month the month before he died, March probably. Yeah, yeah, right, early March. And, yeah. And, and Lee, Lee McCluskey said that, and I think he, he mentioned it on the podcast with us, and it's quoted in the book here, that he said that you wouldn't know that Jim was sick at work. And Lee said, Jim once told him that, son, it's better to go out on top, especially if you know you're on your way out. It's good to have it so good now. And Lee and the cast, they loved him. And I mean, he- there was a... He died being it was a diff- the star of the biggest show on television at the time. And people are still talking about him today. And like we said, like early on, he's talked about in the newer. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, and he's talked about in the rest of the series constantly. 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 He's a, such a presence forever. He, he's he been like, gone for almost 41 years and people are still talking about him. We're talking about him, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so funny because I remember in um, one of the Dallas forums I used to belong to years ago, we we had this, like, caption it thread, mm-hmm. you know, and we came up with this thing where Jock's, Jock's painting was talking. We called it Jock's ghost. <laughs> I think it, you mentioned that. I remember it that. Wasn't, yeah. yeah, it wasn't my brainchild, but it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Like they literally go into the living room and start talking to the painting, and he talked back to them. <laughs> I am Takapa. No, <laughs> pretty well, much. I said, today, I said it today in the office. I was like, I'm Takapa, and my boss like, I didn't want to know. I didn't want to. <laughs> I was like, listen to my podcast to get that's negative. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> this episode also marked the first appearance for Stephanie Braxton, and the only appearance as uh, Alicia. Ogden, and it was the last episode of Monty Markham. She has weird hair and weird mouth. <laughs> I don't disagree. She was on, the, she was on All My heart. Children and The Edge of Night. She's a little gummy. She was on The Edge of Night. Yes. <laughs> so was Which Larry Hagman was on. Larry Hagman played Ed Gibson. Ah. Cool. On, the, on what? The Edge of Night. Edge it, of was night. A, it was a soap opera. A bunch of people were on that show. I would love to see it. So many. Um, an actress that I really liked who actually played Lee McCluskey's wife on San, the old David Time soap Santa Barbara was a child actor on Edge of Night. Really? Mm-hmm. Her name was Christopher Norris. She was also in Trapper John, M.D. as, uh, as Gloria uh, Ripples something. That was her name. They called her Ripples in the first couple seasons, and they gave her a real name Where because it's feminism. <laughs> Well, I don't know why they these fucking names because we're watching some show the other night and the guy's name was Officer Pumpermick. And I was like, you could have just called him like Officer Rogers. Like, who comes up with these names? I know, right? <laughs> Pumpermick. Pumpernick. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh. okay. So, Afton is singing at South Fork. She's singing another song. I know. Say magnifique. Watch, watch, yeah. <laughs> C'est magnifique, c'est magnifique. My husband gets shoot, but he doesn't leave for work. He gets shut up. But I was like, so there's obviously a party on the South Fork soundstage yes. going on here. I would have hired her because Sue Ellen was pissed and JR was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sue Ellen was, yeah. she was not hiding that very well. Not at all. Because I put LMAO Sue Ellen's face and then LMAO <laughs> Sue Ellen's face again <laughs> when the phone rang. And she even looked back and cut her eyes like, yeah. 
Well, she first she had the face when Afton was singing, and then the phone rang. Oof. God. And when she got the call, she her face again. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, what happened to who was the, the, phone, the phone was conveniently placed outside. Yeah. Those, well, they had those. that long-ass They brought cord, it out with a cord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to see a camera shot of the ground in different places and just all the phone cords running all over the place. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like just Honey, don't trip. Don't trip. Oh. Raul's <laughs> job is to clean, like, make sure they're out of people's way. But also, and they're not how, tangled. how privileged is that to throw a party with a, a live singer and all this shit just because people are getting in a car and going on a trip? <laughs> it was a I mean, small party, a, though. It was a pretty small a, party. Girl, they had a it banner was, printed. Okay, it, but the banner. It, it, mama and daddy. <laughs> but the banner. But the banner looks like it was printed on a dot matrix printer. Like, they had to, like, like, take ah, the holes off it, the side. They had to, like, do the, fold it. And probably colored it with, like, magic marker. 100%. It, yes, that it was my have, Commodore it, fucking 64. It may have come It may have come from the same place that Alan Beam had Those posters Cliff's, made, yeah. Uh, Posters made. Probably. It's called Kindergarten is R Us. It's it's called and I'm I'm running for student council in the eighties. Exactly. Please yes. vote for and, me. And it said what did it say? Farewell, mommy. Mama. Mama. Mama and Daddy. Daddy. And when when Sue Ellen takes the call, uh, yes. uh Alicia says we have to talk about Clint and we have to drink because Sue Ellen says, I don't understand. <laughs> it's just like, I can be out I can be out at your ranch in about yeah, like, 40 minutes. She's or like, bitch, I'm gonna be there. And she's like, uh, how about no, well, let's meet somewhere else. And then she's and then oh that was it Madison's at twelve thirty. Yeah. Hit, there it is. There it day is. After Madison's tomorrow. twelve thirty. And the day after tomorrow. So like Sue Ellen like, she's like, shit, I need to prepare. What am I, I gonna need wear? A day. I gotta like and bit and bit stressed up. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait till we get there. Whole oh, oh same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was very much Ooh. Sue Ellen. She was very much Mrs. J.R. Sue Ellen the fuck out. Yeah, she was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. It's so funny because that. Oh god! When we get to that scene, yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, punk, punk is obviously looking for Jock to talk about a land deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, involving Bo Kinney down in Lubbock and um, Jim's last words on the series boys will take care of all business while we're gone you hear? and my one thing that I have to say about this scene is God love him when she finally got in the car and the limo took off, we have to drink because it goes eh, in his head. We have to drink that for thing, all the reasons. That thing peeled out so fast, and it oh, was probably because they head. wanted to get Jim offset. Yes, they had to run over somebody's toes. Yeah. It was like that, that peeled off, off the soundstage like, so quickly. Oh, I gotta get some more wine. So yeah, so then Jim drives off, cry. Raise a toast to Jim. Oh, we hardly knew uh, you. No. Yep. JR pushes Ray into the Lubbock deal right in front of Donna. And then Punk's like, yeah, what a great idea. We'll bring Ray in. Donna's got the stink eye going on, and JR's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He will, you know, we'll, uh, Ray, 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 She's yeah, less yeah, than amused. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. We'll find out more about that in a little bit. Yeah. Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. <laughs> and then we cut to the store where Pam's poodle perm has calmed down. It has calmed down. Mm. I was going to say that. I'm getting one. I was going to say that it's a brushed out perm now. It is. It is. <laughs> Is she? Are we on the verge of losing that style soon? Let's hope. Let's hope. Oh, yeah. Pam didn't get much done after the party, so she wants Jackie to go over some figures of something. But um, yeah. Then Cliff comes all bouncing in. Woo! I'm Cliff Barnes. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, he comes in because they're going to go to lunch. Yeah, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Pam's just mad at him about, you know, because he isn't all about Rebecca. And then she says that he's making her choose between the two of them. But I I feel like she's the one who's, like, making Cliff choose. You know, like, she's the one that, because Cliff's like, I just don't want a part of it. And he's not, he's worried for her, but I don't think he's, like, stopping her or anything. And then she's like, you're making me choose between you. And I don't, I Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think that's true. No, it, you're, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think it's Pam that's trying to push it. Right. Yeah. I think Pam wants to be controlling. <laughs> Not our Pam. <laughs> but I, I think she's teetering at this point on a change in her path, in a manner of speaking. And uh. Do- Donna is now, Donna has that oomph. Yeah. That. Pam had at the beginning that Pam of the series. Used to have. Yeah. That oomph that you only have when you haven't been around Ewing men for that long. <laughs> yes. Wait till she wears down. If she wears down. Right. right. Uh, lunch is off. Yeah. yeah. That's lunch, lunch is off. Happen. And speaking of Donna, she has come to see JR, uh, but Jeremy's been the one trying to get a hold of JR, but Donna is actually there already. Um, JR's playing the old duck and dodge. Yeah, he's ghost. He's really trying to ghost Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Donna thinks that JR is setting Ray up. And it, it reminds me of when Gary sh- came back to South Fork with David Aykroyd's face. And <laughs> JR pushed that business on Gary uh-huh. to set him up to fail. Right. And I think he's trying to do the same exact thing to Ray. Because it worked so well. It did work so well. It worked so well with Gary that the only problem is Donna is not Valine. (laughs) That is very true. Right. Donna is not going to bend. Right. Mm -mm. Valine retreated. Donna doesn't retreat. Nope, 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 nope. So, yeah, and Donna threatens JR if something goes wrong with the situation. And JR seems very amused by that. He doesn't say anything, but just the look on his face, he seems really amused. He's a smarty he, pants. Because he's, like, oh, he's, he's you're threatening me. He's stirring the he's stirring the pot. Right. He's stirring yeah, the yeah. pot. And he started the scene saying sister in law, and she ends it by calling him brother in law with a little bite to it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll find a way to get revenge, brother in law. <laughs> Good. So then we cut to Bobby talking about work, but Pam is not listening. Some Guy apparently wants the on-ramps lengthened because some tourists did not pull out into traffic. Um, or s- Pam thinks it's a great idea because oh, great she's idea. not paying yeah, attention. She's not paying attention at all. She's pulling a bobby, no. if you will. Yeah. yeah. Turnabout's fair play. Yep. 
then she's just like, oh, sorry, I've been distracted. Like, I just keep thinking about my mom. Like, hey. And then she's like, I'd really like you to meet my mom. Can you, like, come and have lunch with us? And uh, Bobby's just like, I don't have time. I have work. He's I'm actually having dinner with Senators Harbin and Aruvia. Yeah. Which I don't know where they came up with those names. Again. But twist. It's a twist. He sees how important he sees how important it is to her, so he says he'll cancel. Which is what? Okay, Bobby. Yeah. I was shocked. All right. But we don't actually see that dinner in this episode. We don't. It's just kind of cut out. But I'm I'm glad that he changed his mind for once. Paid attention to his wife for five minutes. A little <laughs> growth on his part. Yes, a slight amount of growth. Yes. <laughs> Baby steps. And then you guys, we have to drink. The next scene is, is this. Is this the first time I we see it? I think it is. It's the first time we see Cliff with takeout Chinese food. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the first of many. <laughs> That that is on our drinking list, right, Cliff? Oh, it's every de- time yeah, Chinese it's definitely on our drinking we'll, list. Yes. Yeah, we'll drink every episode mm-hmm. now, probably. Commence delivery. I think disease. I. I think I am gonna. I think we should do an episode dedicated to his love of Chinese food, and we will all have Chinese <laughs> oh, food while we were. Yeah, some some special uh, episode. We'll have to do that. Did you know though that those cartons were designed that if you take the metal thing out it folds out into, into a, a plate. plate yeah it's one of those things yep. i learned on the internet <laughs> me too and the thing about the chick-fil-a how you put the, the hole through the straw oh, and then I, don't know. I don't eat a chick-fil-a i refuse to eat at chick-fil-a because of their donations to anti-lgbtq organizations and flat-out hate groups well that's that's also what the uh, when you open a can of soda, what that little hole is for on the little tab. It's crazy. Dog. What? <laughs> wow. oh. I was like, I'm on And also those little like containers <laughs> they give you for ketchup, they're made to expand. Yes, to hold more. Oh, no. Wait, which? which like you get those little paper ones that are like little tiny white oh, yeah. ones. They actually like you just open them and they expand into a big bowl. So, so you um, can add more ketchup and you don't have to take multiple. Yes, because I only eat fries Ow. for the ketchup. Insult. So it's good for me. I don't. I don't eat ketchup because once I had barbecue sauce, mm. I found ketchup I boring. Ketchup. Just drink it. I, just, I love me. I, I think of barbecue sauce as spicy ketchup, and that's what I prefer. I, I have my own uses for barbecue sauce. They're like separate beings for me. And the yep. Szechuan sauce is back at McDonald's. Oh, is it? <laughs> good to know. Pro tip. I don't think down here yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to Cliff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese food. Chinese food. He's eating Chinese food and uh, decides to... He calls the, call the operator. Call the operator. And look up a number. Try to get Rebecca's Which is number. something we don't do now. Now we would just uh, punch it into Google mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Or whitepages.com. Right. But back in the day, you could actually call the operator and ask for someone. It'd literally be like, it's a new listing and just ask for someone's... Seems like such a privacy violation. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually something called four one one, which is a cousin to nine one one. But right, 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 right. And then there was one that you could call. Uh, you could call for the weather, for the weather, for the time, and uh, movie listings as well. Yeah, the time one wasn't long for this world because people have watches and clocks and. I mean, that was for years, though. I mean, that was from like the fifties until the nineties. So yeah. 
Now we don't need I'm it. Su- I'm surprised it lasted that long because you have a clock. You have a clock, but, but it was to get your time exactly right because all clocks are slightly off. So it's like to the second. It's, but now all of our clocks are synced. So Yes. And they and the they they even do the time change for us. I know. I love that. I I wish my car did that because <laughs> I still haven't changed it yet. Anyway, oh. so uh, yeah, he calls for the number and he's about to call her, and then he chickens out. He dials the number and he hangs up, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The West. Yeah. Ah, oh, Cliff. So, so he's teetering. He's teetering. He's thinking about it. It's a big move for him, though. I mean, he feels he felt very abandoned by his mother. So, you know, I get it. Yeah. And then we cut to Leslie and she is in a meeting with Jeremy. He's suspicious of her. Yeah, as he should be. I mean, the whole interaction with Jr. like Donna yelling at him, like talking up Ray. That was sus. So this is also sus. Right. Yes. Extremely very much so. Sense. Yeah. It's like, well, he should be like on edge because Leslie tape records everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, but Jeremy's bitching that JR isn't returning his phone calls. And then he's like trying to pry and asking her if her relationship with Ewing, with Ewing Oil has changed at all recently. But she's really tight lipped about it all. Yeah, she's There's a very cryptic dance going on here it between is. them. It yes. is. I think so too. I thought it was very odd. Yeah. Whole, she never discusses other clients. Mm-hmm. He he says Westar has their own PR firm because they should because they're one of the eight largest <laughs> oil companies in the world. <laughs> I'm surprised he you didn't remind say. her of that. Yeah. But um could farm out other projects, but then there's something about them and you and oil sharing common interests. Right. So this is where the conversation turns a little bit. And Dirt. <laughs> is this he was saying, I think you're fucking JR. Now I get to fuck you too. That's basically what he was saying. It's totally what he's it. saying. <laughs> and she's just like I, as a woman, uh, I caught on to that in it. You're like, what you say? Yeah, I, I, what you me? Okay. I don't think Jeremy has sexual parts down there. I think he's just asexual. I think he, no, I think he does. But I think that he would have, I imagine Jeremy having very specific needs, if you know what I mean. He's he's that guy that has that big dick energy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I'm saying thinks he's got big dick energy. We see that it is really little dick energy. Ah, yes. Oh, it's not. It's not like jock cock. Jock cock. I think. <laughs> oh, Jim Davis. Jock. I think he likes to be tied up. Just saying. Just saying. I think he likes. We to be should get him. Oh. Get Jeremy together with Patricia Shepard. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Y'all ever watched Billions? No, I never watched that show. Okay, well, at the very beginning, he's they're into all that. Like, his wife does it with him for him. Like, it's like a thing. It's like a fetish. She's a psychologist, blah, blah. But I was like, that's him. He likes to be stepped on with high heels and be. Exactly. That is totally the energy okay. I'm getting from him. And then totally. he's like, bye, see you. Here's a thousand. Yep. Yes. Talk about 
kinkiness. Do we all remember Larry Hagman's character on Nip Tuck? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. my God, yes. I watched that one time a lot, and I was swear to you, I was thinking about the other day, I wanted to go and try to find it and watch that episode. They also had an episode with Deborah Shelton and Joan Van Ark on as well. I did mm-hmm. talk. I they did. Yes. yes, they did. Was it after that? Because I stopped watching it that season. Yeah. Yeah, it was right. after. Oh, it I should have come to watching. I well, I'm just going to Google it and just watch those episodes. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. But, yeah, the woman that played Larry Hagman's wife on that, she is the voice of uh, Cleveland's wife on Family Guy. <laughs> I love that show. But, uh, yeah, I think Jeremy and Patricia would make a great couple. They should have. Ex- they could have explored that. That would have been very interesting. It would have, yeah. I mean, I feel like they're sort of similar age range. Could have worked. Like what about what about Lucy, Lucy and, and Cliff? Lucy and Cliff. Oh. I don't know. I, she again, liked. She liked older men. She did like older men, but I think he's too old for her. I just I like that she, she li- was with she, someone her own age. She likes that people. She's turned on by people that stand up to Jr. It's true, yeah. but that is was meant to implode, you know. Right. I yeah. feel like that situation happened later in the series with a different character. Mm. If you know what I mean. I'm trying yep. to remember my brain. Someone who was with Cliff who was close with the Ewings. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresh yeah. That young yeah. I feel yes. like they explored that with <laughs> character instead of Lucy. Who's the only character to die twice on the series. <laughs> right. So back to, meanwhile, back to um, Lucy, her token scene. Her stretching scene. Yeah, this is the obviously the first uh, appearance of the whole uh, aerobics craze of the '80s that was made popular oh, yeah. by Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, have, yeah. Because apparently, apparently, Miss Young Dallas is doing a fitness campaign coming up, and she's getting ready for it. Mitch comes home, and uh, they're both surprised to see each other at home, and um, Jock and Ellie going on their second honeymoon has has Mitch thinking, and um, Lucy's like, oh, you want to go back to San Padre Island? And he's like, no, um, a friend of mine has a place on, I don't, didn't get the name of Lake, the lake. It sounded like, I think he said like Lake Dallas or something like that. It it, it stumbled out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it either. Lake, Lake Cubba Baloo (laughs) or something like that, yeah. And um, for a couple of days. Lake Cubba. I have Tacapa. Are they building a new resort? I'm But uh, so they're going to plan on going there for a couple days, and um, they kind of start to make up. They do, and they're getting along for once. And it's a scene where they're not fighting. So I raise a glass to them not fighting for once. Raising a glass to them, a glass to them not arguing for once. That's their token scene for the episode. It really Although is. they were at the part, they were at the party. They were, they were. Yep. Okay. With no dialogue. Now this next scene. Oh my god. Is is this the lunch? Yes, this is the lunch. With Madison's at twelve thirty. Madison's twelve thirty with between Sue Ellen and okay she she pronounces it Alicia. So this is now the Alaska. third different pronunciation of her name, but I'm gonna trust her because it's her own name. It's her. She says Alicia, right? She, I was she like, what? says Alicia. Clint said Alicia. And 
And then every, other places. I've been hearing Alicia. Alicia. Oh, Alicia. But then someone else called it Alicia at some point. She Early. called herself. Called she called herself Alicia, and it was she like, called herself Alicia, right? Okay. So I'm gonna trust her because uh, it's her name. So it's so. like Clint. You don't know how to say your own wife's name. There's a problem. Which is a, a problem number one. That's just that's, that's just why your dick fell on someone else. <laughs> that, I know, right? That, that's well, just well, problem number one. Problem number one. That's 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 like on uh, Supergirl. Uh, Callista Flockhart kept calling uh, Kara Danvers Kira all the time. Hmm. Hmm. Even though her name was Kara. Hmm, weird. And she refused to pronounce it properly. So hmm. I don't know. But I think of Alicia. I think of like Anna Alicia who played um, on uh, Falcon Crest. So Suellen walks in just power suited the fuck up. With her hat, her hair slicked back, and her eyes down up, her uh-huh. lips that off. Fur. She's like, that, this screams, I am Mrs. J.R. Ewing. It does. She yeah. spent like four hours getting ready for this Which lunch. is an interesting parallel yeah. because she's going there to meet the wife of her, uh, I'm not going to say mistress because he's not the mistress. Lover. 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 Yeah. Lover. <laughs> and, and not only that, to deny it. Right. She's the mistress. Yeah. Like she's the mistress. Right. She's the, she's the other and woman, the but she's flipping the script. Yep. She's right. trying to flip the script. She's trying to flip the script. She's trying to take, like, make a power play. And she, her whole plan is to just go deny, deny, deny the whole thing. Like, she's her plan is to gaslight her, which she try, she does immediately. She's just yeah. like, like I don't know what you're talking about. And but uh, Alicia. Now we know why she that. needed an extra day uh, to prepare. Right. She ain't playing that. She's just like, eh, no, 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 no. See, I know what's happening. Don't tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. I, I know. So yeah. you just need to admit it. Sue Ellen, like. <laughs> what she's saying, obviously, no, my husband better than you do. Yeah. I bet she was shopping at the store the day before for all of this mm. stuff. That's why she needed the day. Totally. totally. Sue Ellen's demeanor almost changes like that. Yep. Because mm-hmm. you know she's, she's caught. She knows she's caught, but also I thought for a minute maybe she saw a bit of herself. In I was the same. Oh, you're right. Because, because she's been yeah. on that reverse role before. Yeah, I had that written down. This yeah. woman is sitting here going, I'm willing to share him, you know, because I love right, him. And right. Sue Ellen's like, I don't understand. How do you do that? How do you share some? How can you do that? Yeah. Basically, because yep. she's never been able to do with JR. And Alicia's like, I love him. I love him. And right. It's like, I was like, this is the most understanding wife in the history of ever. I know. I'm like, what like, are oh, you doing, yeah. Alicia? Like, oh, what? why? Why? <laughs> Open your eyes. Take your gums and find another man. And I'm like, that guy? Him? Really? Him. Okay. Yeah. The guy who can't afford a decent sign outside of his office to <laughs> say that it's a big company. But, see, <laughs> Clint did her dirty. He really did. he kept her at arm's length until he heard that Sue Ellen had a baby, right? Yeah, and then just married her like for what as a replacement because she was another brunette. Like why? Right. And and I take it they don't have any children of their own. He doesn't love her. No, mm. they don't have any kids. They they, yeah, no kids. But she fell for him, and yeah. he's just like she's like a placeholder almost. And she he was is. ready to yeah he was ready to. Ask her for a divorce, and Sue Ellen... Yeah, he said he thought because she called that she was going to, like, say she's coming <sighs> with him. And then she was like, I was going to go home. He bought a fucking nice-ass ring. He's going to go home that night and tell her he wanted her divorce. I was like, putting the cart before the horse, motherfucker. Right. I mean... Mm-hmm. She was ready to leave and take care of Dusty. Yeah. And now she just wants a little side side thing. 
Right, because I think she realized, like, she got the attention she needed from Clint. She didn't have the ties, like, feeling—she didn't love him. But she got the attention. She got what she needed, and she could go back and have her son, have Jr. do she whatever, could, she, and not worry about it. She got yeah. to go to Pound Town. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think yeah, she was into that towards the end. Like she's just like because with Clint. Yeah. I, I thought she was enjoying herself. It she was. Like she was. But then it was. It was kind of like it started to shift a little because he started talking. You remember he started talking about like marriage and leaving his mm-hmm. wife, and she was like, "Ah, uh, right." No? She was just uh, like, hey, "No, I, I like it." Let's the way just. It is. <laughs> If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's not put labels on it. Let's not. Well, then, and then <laughs> Sue Ellen, like, gets home. This is the very next scene, right? She gets home. She calls Clint. Oh, it's not the next scene. Oh, the next. Okay, I skipped one. Well, the, ne- the, the Yeah, the next scene, she does call Clint. And um, he says, oh, we'll meet oh, for right. lunch. Yeah, oh, yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt Madison's at twelve thirty. She's like, ah, somewhere else. No. He's like, okay, I'll order room okay. service, and I'm like, wow, you presumptuous motherfucker. We'll yeah. we'll get room service at our at our at our, uh, at our spot at our sex at I, sex nest because I I held it because I was hoping to see you, and she's like, yeah, pump ass. She's like, yeah, uh, okay, we're we're not having sex. But I think mean, she's I, like, good, no one's gonna see us, and he's like, good, we're gonna dump it down here. Yeah, and. He has no idea that she's going to break up with him. <laughs> no, he has obviously no clue. He has no he idea. She she's like, fuck. She does it in private. It works perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's kept the sex nest this whole time. The sex nest. Oh, I got one. Hold on. Huh. Mary. What? Okay. So, you know, like in one of our earlier episodes, we always talk about nope rope and danger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So last night it was a I'm not gonna say it was a sexual joke. We were in the kitchen, so it was not sexual. Okay. But we were laughing about something and he goes, Well, there's oh, many ways to cook, in bed and out of bed. Well, we were saying that and we were like being funny and then he goes, Oh, wait a second, he goes like, Let me get my Mr. No shoulders out. <laughs> Mr. No shoulders. Mr. No shoulders. <laughs> I've never, never heard that in my life. life. Me either. But I had never heard of no problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, L- so, Lyndon Lind- Johnson Mr. used Lyndon Johnson used to call it jumbo when he used to pull it out in cabinet meetings. Yeah, Lyndon Johnson. Speaking of Texas, <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. He was the president. Mister No Shoulders. I actually, I'm writing that down because I'm going to forget it, and it's really awful. <laughs> I did forget it. I just had it. I know because I was thinking like, wait, he doesn't have any shoulders. He's just like this. He's just like one eye. The the, the one eyed Wonder Worm, right? Uh, <laughs> oh well, uh, one eyed No Shoulders, No Prep, and uh, a noodle. Uh, so Cliff is at the, he's drinking at the Stardust Lounge. At the Starlight. Stardust Lounge, yeah. Yep. And apparently Afton is the best thing since Milton stopped watering down the drinks. She's about to see his Mr. No shoulders. Right. <laughs> yeah, she comes on over, talks to him, and... Uh, is she flirting with him? I think she's... And Mil- Milton is... She's not performing. Milton is apparently is auditioning a guitar player who is the niece right. of an oil man. Which means Midland. he gets all of his talent from oil men. Oil men. 
that's what he does. Um, and yeah, she's coming over because she's totally hitting on him. She's okay. This kind of thought is at first I was like she's being friendly, but then I was like, I think she's trying to catch his eye. Like you know what I mean? Because I feel like in the other episodes, they kind of like she would see him and she'd kind of like look at him. It was a whole lead up. There was a lot of stuff leading up to this moment. I think so too. Yeah, I just didn't catch. Yeah, it like first. little. Yeah, thanks. So she ends up in um, Pound Town with. Yeah, they hook up. Cliff. They hook up for the first time in this episode. It is Pound. Uh, and then she, so she immediately, so they just cut to post coital, coital whatever. And she said, Yeah, that he's the best lover she's ever had. And then he immediately is like, Better than JR Ewing? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally better than JR. And so Cliff is immediately like, oh, tell me more. You're my lady now. <laughs> she said he's more considerate. But so, you know, we know what that means. We know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> then, then she starts talking about um, calls to foreign countries with Funny and he's always talking about business. Right. Well, first she complains about him dumping her for Leslie Stewart, though. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. <laughs> so you get right away that this is revenge. She's sleeping with Cliff for revenge. Yeah, but it also, like, yeah, yes. But it's like, why even, like, it may, it's so odd to me that you would be like, oh, yes. this, And, and you're you're still naked in the bed. <laughs> true. I mean, I still wouldn't do it after. But even when you may see pancakes and scrambled eggs, I still wouldn't be like, and guess what? I still feel like an asshole. But you're still naked in the bed, and you're saying all There's this There's still stuff. fluids all over the bed, for God's sakes. Right. That's like talking about your ex-husband to your new husband. Like, why would you do right. that? Oh, I, it's a no. You know what? Because I think she was feeling him out because she knows how much they don't get along and they're rivals. So she, I think it was a little bit, I think obviously she was attracted to Cliff always. So whatever, there's that. But then right. I think she's sort of letting him know like, Hey, I, F, I'm sort of, this is happening a little bit because of this is why. And then it's getting his interest too. It's a little bit extra also for him. And she's talking about how Liz, Leslie is smart, and she's not really that smart, but she's smarter than she lets on because she knows what she's doing. Right. That's she. Yeah, she's playing this game where she's like, "Oh yeah, Leslie's so much smarter than me." Blah blah blah. But yeah, she's always. I'm just, she's obviously smart I'm because just, she knows she has information that Cliff wants because she's been. Cliff has been having all those conversations about the phone about all this stuff with the foreign stuff while she's there in the same restaurant. So she knows that he's looking for this information. And she's like, all right, I'm going to feel him out. And then I'm going to give it to him. In more ways than one. <laughs> and more ways than <laughs> one. Yes. Yes. This is the best thing since Milton stopped watering down the drinks, isn't it? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Meanwhile. Back at the ranch. Oh. Across town. Speak, <laughs> speak, sp speaking of Leslie. Yeah. JR barges in on her in the middle of the night with a thing of champagne. Champagna. <laughs> yeah. To, to celebrate some deal with investors. Okay. Is this actually real or was he just using it as an excuse to go to her house to try to get yeah, some? Yeah, for real. Total excuse to get some because mama and daddy are gone. So now he wants to file okay. for divorce from Sue Ellen while they're away. Okay. Yeah. He wants her. Bye-bye. Sue Ellen 
your time is gone, and your time is gone. Right. I'm moving on to this other woman who piques my interest because I don't have her yet. But once I have her, I don't want right, her. Right, right, right. He's so stupid. <laughs> and then she mentions Ewing Oil. Right. And the rumors she's heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says they're just rumors. So don't worry about it. Like the Fleetwood Mac album. It's just rumors. <laughs> just rumors. <laughs> what year did that? Was that 70s or 80s? 77, I believe. Okay. So it wasn't that old at this point. Yeah. So rumors and uh, that he'd never sell Ewing oil. So don't worry about it. Like that's as a family company. So it's going to be a family company. Don't worry about it. He's going to file for divorce. Then they start kissing and she conveniently pours champagne down his back. And then acts like it's an accident. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry I got carried away. But He uh, needs to cool off. Let's, well, this, let's just count this as cooling off. And you sh- we've waited this long. You should go. Scurries him out the door and then she jumps back in the bed with her ex-husband. <laughs> I kind of love Leslie. I'm not going to lie. She's kind of amazing. I I know that she's not she, popular. I think I love her. She's she is more interesting now that I'm taking notes and studying every scene for the podcast. But she's playing Jr. like a fiddle. I'm I'm just saying. Well, I like to watch her now that I know who she is from when, before then because I used to watch The Bold and Beautiful, oh. and she's definitely Jr. Gotcha. on The Bold. Yeah, yeah. Which also Patrick Duffy was on The Bold and Beautiful. Was he? Hmm. Um, okay, so then Ewing Oil. We cut to Ewing Oil. Oh, this, this is a pivotal transition point for the series. It really is. It's a, a new beginning, if you will. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> JR's good friend Jeremy has shown up with uh, Howard Barker for their meeting. Uh-huh. JR says he's sorry for ghosting Jeremy, but like he's had a lot going on and he's had to like tie up some loose ends. But now he's here to have a meeting. And um, yeah, he's sorry. He's so sorry. But uh, Ewing Oil isn't for sale anymore. So sorry, Jeremy. No. And and the way he said it, uh, there's going to be a slight. We've decided to keep in the family for a, a little longer after talking with my father and Jeremy. Oh, well, how long? Indefinitely. Right. And Jeremy is immediately irate. Yes. Yes. Um, and Jeremy's just like, yeah, sorry. And Jeremy's just like, oh, you're sorry? Well, you're not as sorry as you're going to be. Oof. Jeremy's scary. I wouldn't mess with him. He is. And he says it with such a straight face every time. He There's like no emotion behind it. He's like, hmm. I'm just, I'm going to destroy you. I, you know what? <laughs> Jeremy Wendell's a Capricorn. I'm calling it. He's a Capricorn. <laughs> He's also a Capricor- scary motherfucker. Capricorn Crude, which is the title of uh, Valine's book about the Ewing family. Oh. Hmm? Capricorn. Yeah, he's also a scary motherfucker. <laughs> he is a scary motherfucker. <laughs> I went most of them. And I kind of love him. I do. I love Jeremy. And you, you, he's wait, you wait till his scene later in the episode with Dave Stratton. Mm. 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 So then we cut to Bobby, uh, who comes to visit Donna. Who is going through Sam's memoirs. And she offers to make lunch. And so he makes her, she makes them both an egg salad sandwich. He wanted roast beef. (laughs) Right. She's like, yeah. And she's drinking, she she brings a pot of coffee to drink with the egg salad. I, that's an odd, I wouldn't. I don't drink coffee, mm. but I don't know. Do people drink coffee with egg salad? Uh, I drink coffee with anything. 
Okay. I'm a coffee person, so yeah. Um, you can if there's coffee, I'll drink the coffee. Okay. And Bobby does not want mayo on his roast beef, apparently. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm not a big mayo person. I don't like mayonnaise, and yeah, mayonnaise, ugh, gross. But I would have it like in an egg salad sandwich because you can't get away with it in an egg salad sandwich. You know, it's I, gonna have mayo. I got a roast. I got one of those pre-packed roast beef sandwiches in the store. Okay. And I opened it up, and there were these little, you know, the condiment yeah. packets in there. It was mayonnaise. I'm going, mayonnaise on roast beef? People put Ugh. mayonnaise on everything. Everything. Did you know people put ketchup on eggs? That is disgusting. Yeah. It's nasty, nasty stuff. I wouldn't I wouldn't put ketchup on eggs, but I would um, dip a grilled cheese sandwich in ketchup. Tomato soup, yes. I would ketchup. do it either. Yeah. I'd do either. <laughs> I'm not a... I'm not a big tomato soup person. Oh, I, I love tomato soup. There's uh, mostly tomato I like, bisque. Yes. See, I like my soup to have stuff in it, like so have a bisque because then it, has, then it has like chunks of tomatoes. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah. But someone, because every time I've been given tomato soup, it's just this nothing. Mm. It's just tomato, and I'm going. This uh, doesn't. Do anything for me because I need stuff in it. Yeah, but, try tomato uh, bisque. It's delicious. My father was the weirdest though. He would have you make the tomato soup when he was sick. You put the Campbell's thing into the pot, he, and he has it made with milk. Yeah, that's how you make it. But he would want it at lukewarm. Okay. And then he would have you give him a glass of cold milk that he would pour into the soup before he would to eat make it. it cooler and to cut it more. To make it. It wasn't even hot. It was lukewarm. Huh. And then he would still... And I'm going, why do we bother heating it up for you if you're just going to eat it cold? Why don't we just stir milk in the tomato thing and just hand it to you? <laughs> so he likes, Save you the trouble. He likes his milk just a little tomatoey, basically. Yeah. So why don't we just skip the stove yeah. and just... I mean, tomato soup. Okay, where were we? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so uh, Bobby's sandwich. looking for Ray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bobby's looking for Ray because mm -hmm. there's a um, shipment of steer coming in at South Fork uh, tomorrow, and Ray's off playing businessman. Yes, this is where uh, she thinks Ray, Donna thinks Ray is over his head, and he's too stubborn to admit it. Yes, and you know, it's Ray out. He has to prove something. Yeah. He always. It is. That's it's Ray's a running downfall. theme with him. It's Ray's downfall. He feels like he's like not enough and he has to prove himself. And now that he's a half Ewing, you know, JR is just going to constantly be beating him down that you're not a full Ewing. Yeah, there's that. And then also feeling himself like, oh, I have to live up to this name of Ewing instead of just being this guy, you know? And uh, yeah. Ugh, Ray. Then we go to Rebecca's where she's actually made lunch and Pam comments that she doesn't remember the last time she cooked. Yeah, not since she got married. It's been a couple hey. years. That's true. And Rebecca's like, oh, I'll teach you. Well, you got <laughs> yeah, Teresa right. there. And they have their first, I think, real... Heart to heart? Intimate yeah. heart to heart yeah. about Pam and her, for you know... She's had issues two, with the miscarriages. Yeah, she says that she doesn't think she'll... Because Rebecca says something about having children, and Pam says she doesn't think she's going to have children because she's had two miscarriages. And it, it this scene feels really real to me, 
and that Pam has probably not talked about her miscarriages very often with many people. And she's talking about it with another woman, an older woman, who has probably dealt with it because I have to say this is my experience um, of having a miscarriage and then afterwards people telling you, oh, I've had miscarriages. And you're like, what? And like Uh not knowing that because it's not talked about in our society. So I think this is where... Her mom is then, oh, you know, honey, like, you can still have kids. Like, you had miscarriages. That's that's unfortunate. But that doesn't mean you can't have more. It's still taboo, and it's awful. It is. It is, yeah. It's one in four pregnancies will end in miscarriage. So, it's common. And let's not forget that Rebecca and Digger lost two children at very young ages. Oh, that's Ty- true. Ty- like died. Ty- oh my God. Tyler, Tyler and Catherine with right. the C. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And, um, yeah, right. but she says there are advances and, and, and gets Pam to commit to making an appointment right. to see Basically a doctor. Keep trying and, if it's important to you, if it means something to you, you should try. And Pam wants her mama to go with her. Ah, which is adorable. Get her out of the damn apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Which she furnished very quickly, by, I might add. Well, she's rich, so that's not hard. Yes. Right. <sighs> One red rose. <laughs> One red rose. In the hotel the room. Yeah. So Sue Ellen meets Clint in their hotel room, which has just been sitting there vacant, waiting for them. Sad, sad. Ho- ho- hopefully the sheets have been washed. It's a hotel I'm sure yep. they have. So she comes in and then he does immediately like because he's just assuming that means that the fact that she's contacted him means that she's ready to leave Jr. Right. Because that's what he told her not to. Right. Right. So why would he think differently? So I get that. But so he just immediately gives her an engagement ring. Uh, It was pretty nice. Yeah. While while she's wearing that giant rock on her hand. I know. (laughs) I know. And she says immediately, Which like, looks like the Rock of Gibraltar. Right. She's just immediately like, uh, no, I'm, I, I'm not accepting that. And um, so then she, like, she admits to him, like, look, I don't feel for you what you feel for me. Let him I down gently, wa- Suellen. Right. I Let don't want to. We had a great time. I really like you. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> I really like you a lot, but not that much. He was her first love. It was something that stopped working long ago when she they went to school. She even said reliving a schoolgirl fantasy or something like that. And it was like, yeah. I know. Burn. And, and it's, she, it's a burn, but it's true. Urgh. I mean, she won't break up his marriage. Bye bye, Clint. Honestly, see you. See you on Baywatch, Monty Mark. How long had it been? Like, was he maybe in love with the version of her he knew at when she was 20 years old and not yeah, exactly. How old is Sue Ellen supposed to be in 1981? Uh, 34. Yeah. So it's been like almost 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. She's a different person. She's grown. They both have. Mm-hmm. They're different people. You're not the same person you yeah. are at, at 20 as you than you are at 35 and vice versa. It's you're Definitely. totally different. Yeah. 
and yeah, they were both like reliving their childhood, really, by being together. And it was a nice fantasy, but that's not going to last in the real world. It's idyllic. That, uh, Dr. Elby would say that's growth on her part, that she... Dr. Elby, I think, would be very proud of her, honestly. Mm-hmm. He'd be super proud. Yeah. Especially uh, with what she's going to devote herself to in coming scenes. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And she admits that she was selfish and that she used him and that it's best to let him down now. Before I went farther. Right. She leaves and he says Which was goodbye. all the truth. It was all the truth, yeah. that I mean, standing like, ovation, Sue Ellen... Really? Yeah. And like I said, goodbye, Monty Markham. Uh, Bye, Clint. Baywatch is calling. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to Sue Ellen putting John Ross to bed, which is a really good direction to see Sue Ellen going in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Pam comes in and she gets to tuck John Ross in. I live for Pam and Sue Ellen's developing friendship. Yes. Yes. It's sweet. They're nice. Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen needs girlfriends. She needs real friends, not like catty bitches like we've seen yes. in the DOA. Like she needs yep. a friend who's yep. like, ride or die. Yep. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. And then you have Pam there who cares just as much about John Ross as she does. Oh, yeah. And Sue Ellen, this, it, I, I almost feel in a way it's an un, unintentionally like, puncturing Pam a little bit because Sue Ellen says, uh, talks about finding her happiness mm-hmm. and a child makes all the ha- happiness in the world. And Pam can't thinks she can't have children because she just had that scene with her mother. And it's like, well, she said, you she right. acts like Pam I- can never have kids. She's just like, it's a shame you never had children. It's like, they've been literally, it's 1981. They've been married for three years. Jesus. Yeah. Settle down. I, don't think she's trying to like she's not but like they were married for like eight uh, years before they had kids right her she and jr yeah. so like what is she talking about but she's she's not trying to hurt pam in any she's way. not just, but she kind of it, is it, 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 it unintentionally right. does hurt her. right it's yeah. feeding pam's crazy <laughs> yes yes that's true <laughs> to be seen <laughs> yes and then it's breakfast at south fork Wait. Oh, this is a this is a humorous scene. I love when Jr. is in this oh little. Oh my god! Uh, okay, I'm just gonna make the call that Jr. is a morning person. He he, yes. every like breakfast scene, he is just like full of quips, and he's just like insult, just randomly off the cuff insulting people in the most humorous way possible. He's a morning person. What? He has to pick. He has to pick up the slack because Lucy's not there to do it. She's true. at the, the yeah. condo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he definitely is. He wakes up and he is ready uh-huh. to go. And I think he 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 needles at everybody in the scene. Yes, he does, and yeah. he loves it every second of it. And Mama and Daddy aren't there to slap him down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I feel like Bobby pointed out. <laughs> so let's do a rundown of uh, his little quips here, okay, shall sure. we? Nice comment on a senator and his wife having breakfast together. And then he makes some crack about what, like, is it almost like Bobby's going to get bored in a couple months or he's going to become disillusioned with being a senator? Well, I mean, that's been Bobby's MO so far in this series. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, he tries to blame Donna and Ray, who aren't even there at this point, for almost breaking up Jock and Ellie's marriage. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you're on a roll, JR. Yeah. Then he makes some comments about, oh, Sue Ellen, what are you going to do with your day? Uh, shopping, movies, and stuff like that? And Meet with friends for lunch? I think she's like so just superficial. Say. Like, God, this is she, the thing. JR doesn't really know her. Like, he doesn't care. He's, <laughs> he's just like, oh, I've been married to this woman for 10 years, and were you going to go do some girl stuff? And she's just like, no. I'm going to stay at home with your kid that I think you forgot you have. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're yep. into, you're you're into motherhood today, are you? Which I will bring up again <laughs> in a few minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he 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 doesn't leave before um, you know quipping at Ray and talking about oh yeah, yeah something about, yeah, oh yeah the Ewing blood doesn't matter how it got there does it now? <laughs> <laughs> He's such an asshole. <laughs> And then we have Bobby talking about to Ray about the bringing on a temporary foreman to right. take care of things. Yeah, this is where he's like, you've been really good. He, he's playing it very, very safely. He's like, you're really good. I like I understand you're trying to be business guy and you're doing a great job. And also you're a great ranch foreman, but maybe while you're being business guy, we should get like a temporary ranch foreman just to make sure everything gets done. Which is very reasonable. It's very reasonable. Yeah. He's trying to help him take the pressure he off. Is. He's, he's literally like, help. okay, let's pick one or the other just so you can concentrate and do it and not have to worry about the other thing. He's trying to help. Uh, I took yep. care of the steers this morning. i got plenty of time to go and meet Punk Anderson and you know, Bo, Bo Kenny later. And then you're going to leave your wife out of the equation. She's going to get tired of you not being home. You're going to ruin your marriage. He's trying to help you is what he's yeah. doing. Yes. Ray leaves and pa- Pam, who, remember, she was boinking Ray before the... Uh, right. Before the series started. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't seem like Ray. He seems awfully cocky. And Bobby thinks, oh, no. That means a niece and two sister-in-laws all. Oh, no. A, a niece and three sister-in-laws all. <laughs> yep. I think he only did not sleep with Miss Ellie. Um, um, he fucked all the Ewing He really has. And yeah. Except for Holy maybe fuck. Ellie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he may have. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all seen that? You remember the blooper reel? Oh my god! Steve Chenelli, like, planted a big old one on Barbara Belgetti's and was like, "It's wonderful." <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> it was great. God, they had, they had, so, they I, all had so much fun filming together. It was kind of sexy in a cowboy way. Hey, I know. Hey, hey, you know, Ray, um, Patricia Shepard's into some kinky stuff too. You know. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> always Patricia Shepard. Yep. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Bobby ends the scene by saying that, you know, Ray's covering because he's afraid he's going to fail. Right. Which is Ray's thing. And Ray is just too damn stubborn. Well, you know what? He, he can ask his wife. He can ask for, like, other people for help. It's okay. Like, Donna, he could, maybe. But he's not going to. Like, no, he's he, not. And it's stupid. It's, it's yep. it, There's a little male girl. chauvinism in there, too. You know, he doesn't want to. Well, it is too proud. Well, of course. <sighs> Donna yeah. knows a little bit Every, more about, like, the legality, formal business side of it. Like, who better to ask? Donna's way smarter She's your wife. <laughs> He yeah. should totally be like, hey, what's your advice? 
I mean, lady isn't, friend. Yeah. Isn't that what like marriage fact, is supposed to be? Like a partnership. Here's a th- where you can here, go yeah, to here's the other person and ask them things. Donna, why don't you and I work together on this project with Punk and? Oh my God! Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> no, 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 no! I can't do that. Remember, jo- remember Jock's reaction to Leslie Stewart. You can't, you can't get get an uppity woman in the uh, biz- business. I would rather forget she needs to be in Jock's the- reaction to Leslie Stewart. To be honest with you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Ugh, gross. That, that's. That's the bell. We're not we're not we're not belling Jim Davis. We're not Davis belling in this Jim Davis episode. today. Not today. Yeah. No. no. Uh, okay, so we cut to Jeremy Me- and he's pacing and pissed. Mm. He just had to go before his board. Uh-huh. We we never see his board. We never see his board. That's a lot of extras so they didn't want to pay. Um <laughs> Yeah, but he's pissed because he just had to be in he just he just embarrassed himself in his opinion in front of his board because he had to admit that what he the deal he thought was happening isn't actually happening. So he had to like backtrack. And Jeremy Wendell does not like to backtrack. Right. And he calls it a delay in acquiring Ewing Oil. Right. That's what, right, because yeah. he still plans for it to happen. Right. Yeah, whether by whatever means necessary. Yep. And this is where Dave Stratton comes in. Uh-huh. To the, yeah. Jeremy wants Cliff Barnes to have everything he needs to destroy you in oil and have, I think this is not the first time, have their charter revoked. I've, we're going to hear that many times. Right. Um, and if J.R. Ewing goes to jail in the process... All the better. All the better. Yeah. He wants a scandal. He wants oh, yeah, a he scandal. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be playing poker at the condo anytime soon. I don't so. think they are anymore. No, no. Don't you don't cross Jeremy because he will cut you. He'll cut a bitch. He will. He's just as vindictive as Jr. I is. think he's more vindictive than Jr. To be honest with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to the final mm-hmm. sequence of the oh evening, which was. Oh, this scene, I'm soft. This scene is so amazing. Okay, so Jr. can't find anyone at home at first. He comes in. He's like, "Hello, hello, hello." No one's answering him. He figures everyone's out, and then he, and he Mo- grumbles motherhood. about Sue Ellen. It's like, "Shut oh. up, you jackass!" Yeah, he, Mo- yeah, motherhood. That didn't last much past sundown. Right, right, right. He's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, whatever." And like, "Yeah, she's out. Whatever." Gallivanting I want, around. I wonder. I wonder if Hagman ad libbed that. Line. Probably. 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 <laughs> Um, but then he walks upstairs and he is completely actually like shocked to see real confirmed. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Asleep with John Ross on her lap. She'd obviously been reading to him and fell asleep in the rocking chair. And Jr. learns that John Ross actually likes to be read to Jr. You might want to read him a book once in a while. (laughs) Right. I said, maybe, maybe Machiavelli is the prince. (laughs) I said about that. How do you not know your kid likes to be read to? It's a toddler. Of course it likes to be read to. Come on. Not only that, how do you not know your own child likes to be read to? Because he doesn't pay, he has nannies. He doesn't pay attention to his own child. Exactly. You are a shit excuse for a father. You are a shit excuse for a parent. That's true. You're a dog. Fuck you, JR. You're a... But for a second, ding 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 ding. Trash, <laughs> trash button. For a second, I the look on his face when he sees them, he's touched by it. He's soft. He's softened. 
as a family unit, this is their first tender moment. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, You're right. the three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the best thing that they has happened in their marriage. It really has. Mm-hmm. And then that little boy. Yeah. So she wakes up and she's just like, Oh, sorry, I fell asleep, blah, blah, blah. And then Swellen's in a mood. And John John Ross doesn't understand being read to, but it calms him. Right, right. And then she says something about how he has his eyes and how JR's eyes are the first thing that she liked about him. And he seems genuinely taken aback by that. He's like, he was like oh. Yeah. All right. He's like, right, thought it was my money. My- right. And she's like Those eyes, but they I knew you they held secrets. Well, and that's the thing. When they first saw each other, she she all she knew about him was that he was one of the judges in the contest. She didn't know who he was, how much money he had. She saw his eyes, and he saw her, like he's about to say. Yep. And she goes out of her way here to explain how she could have had any, any rich guy. There was a bunch mm-hmm. of rich guys, and in fact, like, JR wasn't the one her mom wanted her to marry. Like, there were other guys who were totally rich she totally could have hooked up with, but she didn't. She didn't care, because she wanted Her mother JR. wanted... And her... Patricia, the little horny bitch, wanted to marry Sue Ellen off to Billy Frompton, right. who turned out to be a they had more fat money. nobody uh, yeah. later. And, right. Yeah. Diamonds and oil and coal mm-hmm, and blah, blah, Here's the thing. I do believe J.R. and Sue Ellen Ewing were very much in love with each other. He just was not relationship material. Right. He just has so much of his own stuff that he— Demons. Demons that he never handled, that he had, mm-hmm. he's always had trouble being in a relationship. Doesn't mean he doesn't love her. It just and he's insecure. Yeah, he's insecure as fuck. Oh, right. So and insecure. It's, and it's like the Christmas toy syndrome. You want that toy at Christmas. You want that red rifle like in a Christmas story. Play with it something. for the Play with it. And then it's in the closet two weeks later and you're, you're bored with right, it. Right, right, and it's right. on to the, the next thing that you want that you don't have. Right. Well, and that's and I, the way he is with his women. I honestly believe that is probably a good part of the way he was raised. Not so much by Miss Ellie, but I Jock yeah. telling him to go out and get it, and right. you know, always strive for more. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. That's, totally. He didn't. He never set his. He never set boundaries with him. Like you leave your marriage alone. You you know, like the woman you marry is not just like arm candy. You don't cheat on her. It was more right. like no. Right. You, what would you see? You go get it. Right. Right. Toxic masculinity. And Fuck toxic the patriarchy. Masculinity. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And Fuck that shit. <laughs> did, yes. I am Papa. Uh, but he, he could have only looked at his parents and their marriage that lasted as long as it did. Right. Jock didn't get bored with Miss Ellie. Yeah, he did. He was cheating on her. But did JR know that oh, when he was little? Maybe. They we were. Know. Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know about JR or Jack's other women. We don't know any of that. We don't know if he had it other women. All we know about is Margaret. That's the is other Margaret. series. That's all we right. know about is Margaret yeah, Krebs. That, we don't. We know he had a first wife, Amanda, who's institutionalized. Right. Then he married Ellie. That's, and we only know about Margaret. I, my theory, I, I mean, I don't know because we don't know. But I feel like JR probably saw something he shouldn't have that really messed up his sense of all of that when he was a kid at some point. Well, wasn't it? That would be that would be good to see in a middle years yes, series. Now, the the early years, I can't remember. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I have to rewatch it. And or the Lee Raintree book. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, K 
canon somehow in those universes that J- Jock took Jr. to like a brothel. A brothel when he was because a lot. Oh God, a lot would, of men it's not did in that the early years, but the, it might be in the Lee Raintree book. We're not there yet. It's been that a long was, time since I read it, but I wouldn't doubt it because that was a thing that happened back then. That was a thing that happened. That's like, you know, again, right. toxic masculinity. That's how right. you become a man. You take your 14-year-old son to a brothel to teach him. Oh, my him. God. I can't yeah. even imagine. That's... It was a thing Child everywhere. Abuse. Latin America, down by the border, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Aristocracy, especially. Yeah. The way of Laredo. insane. <laughs> It is insane. That's insane. crazy. But, and there's reference in, there was that song, um, I don't know if it comes up in the Lee Raintree book, the name, but uh, I know in the song um, Who Killed Jock Ewing that Steve Keneally sings on the thing, there's a, a woman reference, Joanna Lessing, that was, could have been one of Jock's mistresses at some point. So Right. I don't, I don't we know. I don't know. Um... Yeah, so, but Sue Ellen, she talks about his eyes, and she she liked the way he spoke, and she said that, she's like, I got the shivers. And just the way, when she says that, you can see it, like, penetrate him and really get to him where he then sits down. Right, the scene has left the nursery and is back in their room. Yeah. Just, just for clarification. He, for clarification, yes. And he's like shook, but he's trying not to let it because she's like breaking down his walls at that point that he's put up. Mm. Oh, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And they're reflecting on their past. And yeah. This is such a beautiful scene. It's he such a great scene. So I, sentimental. You picked me because of my eyes. Because of the way you speak. You know, every time you talk to me, I got the shivers. You know, J.R., I've always wanted to ask you something. With all those ladies in the state of Texas after you, why me? Once upon a time, I was a judge in the Miss Texas Beauty Contest. And after a while, you run all those girls through the contest, and it looks like a catalog in Fort Worth. I felt the same way, too. And we got down to the bathing suit category and all those pretty little girls prancing around trying to look sexy and then there you, you were thrilling not trying to do anything just just looking more sexy than any of them and you had something else you looked like a lady and the combination was devastating devastating oh my god it was like oh my god that makes the whole scene it was uh, Speaking of getting the shivers, it's like, oh, right. God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I feel like they had some good. Yeah. And they've had some good times, but, you know, and the, the best thing that happened was is sleeping in the next room. And it almost didn't happen. Right. right. And then the van everything. And she wonders what happened. Where did they go wrong? Right. And then he just like looks at her and he's just like, and, and I don't what I don't know what he's about to say. There was some theories on on that I've seen throughout the years that he was about to tell her that he wanted a divorce. Oh, I don't think it was heading that way. It did because that was what he was planning to do that night. Yeah, and then she pulls all that, and then I feel like he was about to like say, I don't know what he was going to say, like, 
why now or whatever, you know? You can say, give me another child. Because Ma Bell decides to interrupt this uh, right. wonderful moment. It could have moment. been any of that. Another child or when she says, what happened to us? Yeah. Um, but then the phone rings. And so uh, and it, she. What's, what's, what's interesting is she answers the phone and it's like she doesn't recognize. She's a, she was like. Her tone was like she doesn't recognize who's on the other end. But then her back arches up and she kind of just pulls away like. All that repulsion is coming right back to her of why. It's like it came, yeah, yep. back through her. Hello? It's Kristen. Calling from California. She just gave birth to a baby boy. You have another son. My question is, if that was Kristen on the phone, why didn't Sue Ellen recognize her voice? I think it was someone calling for Kristen, I think. Because Kristen just gave birth. So she just had Jeff Faraday or someone call Sue Ellen to tell A nurse maybe at the hospital. A nurse, someone. And tell that, you know, the baby's just been born. And just the look on JR's face is just like, he has been like emotionally, they've both been emotionally whiplashed. They went like this. five minutes. Wham. Yeah. Yes. it's it's like that thing where you go like this with the hand. You have the person say, follow, follow, follow me, my hand with your eyes. And then you go up like this. And then you go, wham. Right. And you drop the hand down real fast. And you, go, yep. you get whiplash. Yes. That was emotional whiplash. Emotional whiplash for sure. To end this episode. Freeze frame. Dun, dun, dun. Freeze frame. Bum, 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 and this bum, leads bum, into another great storyline. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it really is New Beginnings. I mean, I, there could not have been a better title for this. This shows where the writers yeah, with their Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give this a four, nine, five bourbons, mostly Ooh. for this last scene. Because I feel like yes. this one, Jim Davis, last episode. Two, just this scene of JR and Sue Ellen is just everything and really sets the tone for like, because it's like, why do you care about this couple? This is why you care about this couple. And that's it. Exactly. I defended myself for so many years about why I shipped them so hard. Mm-hmm. Right there. That's it. Because, yeah, yeah, they're that's toxic as fuck, but right. they're like, <laughs> I get drawn back in just like Sue Ellen does every time. So you're giving a four nine five and a what? I'm giving a four nine five and a glass of champagne down your back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm gonna give it a four point nine, but again, it's for the same reasons. It's for the jock and it's for the scene, but it's also because nobody really it's just a short scene and I love for my love of Donna. Oh yeah. When she, go in and she, when she goes in and she confronts JR, now granted, they probably would have made Ray feel like shit, but she started to show her like umph right then. Backbone. And this will lead, yes. up, will lead up my scene in the bar with her fur coat on later that I'm absolutely obsessed with. <laughs> this is, when, this when, is leading when, up to, to, yes, this is leading up to Donna's, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. I'm still a country girl at heart, even though I am a Southern belle, she still will kick your ass. And that's why I love it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to give this a big fat 
brimmed hat for Sue Ellen being such a high five. I need to do for give one of these for Jim a Jim episode. I'm going for a straight five. All right. His exit, straight five. Except for the skin. Yep. And the the Donna scene, Jr. needling everybody again. <laughs> the the scene at the end, it all just adds up, and it. Yeah. Jeremy oh. Wendell turning yeah. the, the turning. corner. He's starting to get more. There's in. a lot yep. of corners being turned yes. here that are going to have it's repercussions that are going to last forever. So it's a, a straight 5.0 <laughs> and Jock's limo ride out of South Fork for the last time. There you go. Yes. Mel. So I'm going to go between you two and do point four point nine two five. <laughs> there you go. All right. Got it. Because got to be that bougie bitch. Yeah, right that bougie. I'm, I am that bitch. Yes. <laughs> did, did I give the first five in our? No, series? I did a five for what well, is okay. either pater- I think it was paternity or Sue Ellen's choice. Okay. Yeah. Because I really really liked paternity. Um, okay. But. Uh, 4.925 uh, and a father for John Ross because JR, you suck. <laughs> right now, you're a sperm donor. Ding, 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 ding. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't know your kid likes to be read to at night. No. You, I fuck know, that. right? No, I like yeah. Sue Ellen, you know what? The, the one you give like all the shit to about being such a absent mother she knows what her baby like likes to eat he she knows she, he likes to be read to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um no, you know, what he's gotta put him down without him crying mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. and when he was teething she was there putting shit that's on true. his gums yeah it's <laughs> you know? yep. true she canceled that's, her that's uh good. she canceled on clint when yeah, when he, he got sick. sick yeah yep. yep i'm sorry jr that's what a mother does actually i'm yep. not sorry fuck you yep. JR would never have canceled on one of his mistresses. Mm-mm. Never. No. He wouldn't have canceled on Serena. <laughs> Serena. Or Leslie. Or Leslie or, or whatever. Mm-mm. Afton. He would have been like, where's the nanny? Where's yep. the, where's, where's, where's his mother? I got a business, mating. Business. business. All right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I want to uh, belatedly thank our Patreon members, Captain America, Sheen Pye, Laura Bernheim, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. And um, invite you to check out all of our social media if you get a chance. And also just a reminder that we are still going to be donating to uh, the memory of Jim Davis to braintumor.org. And we will be doing that in June. And we are going to be donating a dollar for every additional Apple podcast like or five star review that we were that we receive in that time. So uh, please, guys, like literally it's nothing from you except uh, going online and just doing a like or a five star review. Um, and we're going to donate that money to in Jim's name. And if you feel like you'd like to donate that money on your own, uh, please do that. And then just send us a note and we're going to give you a huge shout out on the show. So just let us know. And keep saying save South and Fork. Yeah. Keeps, if, it, if, <laughs> if you can think of a way to save South Fork, let us know. Mark Cuban, we're calling on you in your billions to buy this place. I'm hashtagging the fuck out of Mark Cuban. Right. Oh, my God. I watch Shark Tuck every week. (laughs)
<laughs> but I think it would be appropriate to just have a moment of silence for Jim before we. Yes. All right. We'll have a moment of silence for Jim Davis. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. That was so hard for me. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Y'all come back. Madison's Dallas. Do you have a reservation for Shepard? Kristen Shepard. These documents will prove that there is a direct cause and effect link between the overthrow of a legitimate government in a foreign country and J.R. Ewing of Dallas, Texas. Everything that Daddy's built will be destroyed. Nothing is going to happen, Bobby. Believe me. Nothing's going to happen. Mrs. Ewing, 